What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We have a very special guest for you today. They're all special, but I'm a little biased with this one today. Uh, we have Drew Champlin, who is the owner of Champlin Jiu-Jitsu Academy. That is where I uh, practice my jiu-jitsu. So I've been in it about eight, nine-ish months or so, and we're finally having him on the podcast. Uh, so it was a lot of fun getting to know him, you know, kind of off the mat. You know, that's usually where I see him uh, most of our time is is when we're in class and we're rolling. So it's nice to hang out outside of that and have him on on the show because he does have a, a cool entrepreneurial um, journey and a lot of different experience uh, with life that he does share. So he, we ask him right out the gate, hey, where does your story begin? And he tells us about his life before jujitsu. And, you know, it was rough for him. He, he had a lot of uh, things going on. Life was not going the way that, you know, he probably intended, surrounded by by just a lot of negative things, things that were bringing him down overall. And jujitsu actually, it saved his life. And so, you know, we, we love hearing stories when people are deep in a hole and they, they pull themselves by the bootstraps. He had good people around him that helped him get out of it. So he goes into that um, and how slowly and surely he ended up becoming the owner of a gym and becoming a black belt in jujitsu and, and this long journey that was really uh, his saving grace. So he takes us through that. Like I said, that's right out the gate. So we, we hit hard from the get go. Uh, and then he talks about, you know, what it was like when his uh, jujitsu journey, when he started as he progressed. And then he started teaching very early on. He was a blue belt when he started teaching uh, with his coach at his gym. And so that kind of helped propel him into knowing very quickly that this is what he wanted to do. This was his path. So Tim, I know this was the first time you got to actually meet Drew. You always hear me talk about it and jujitsu. So I'm interested, what were your thoughts and takeaways from, from our conversation with him? Yeah, I, I thought it was a, a wonderful conversation. I always love when we have guests that had a similar path to starting their business as we did. So like you said, he was working just a regular nine to five job. And he had the ideas for this business that whole time. And he was putting in the groundwork leading up to that day that he left his job. So he kind of explains the end-to-end process of actually putting what was on paper into an actual business um, and securing the location, doing all the the fun stuff and establishing a business. And um, I think it will inspire a lot of people who are in that same position that want to start their own thing or do something different, um, kind of giving you some ideas, some tips, and just some examples of how you can make that, you can turn that into something meaningful uh, for yourself. And we really hit a lot about, like you said, the teaching part, like how he goes about connecting with people of different personalities, people of different skill sets, people of different stages of their uh, jujitsu journey. And um, obviously, I want to ask questions. Or we both ask questions about where he wants the business to go, um, some of the day-to-day challenges he, he faces, some of the decisions he has to make. Um, and it was just a, a unique area of expertise, too. So we, we bring out a lot of business owners, but not someone in this arena. So right. um, whether whether you plan on doing jujitsu or not, I do think there's a lot of like meaningful things you can take from this about pursuing your passions, um, investing in your health. Um, building relationships with people, connecting with people, whether you, if you're working a job where you're teaching or mentoring or leading someone in some way, like 
that you can take things from this episode. So um, I really enjoyed our conversation with Drew. And um, I think this, he said this was the second podcast he's ever done. And um, it, fe- it felt like he was right at home. So I, I felt like it was a good conversation. And um, yeah, thank you for setting this up. So I hope you guys um, enjoy this episode. And um, always feel free to look through our show notes if there's something specific we talked about that looked interesting. You can always skip to that. Um, but I think you'll want to listen to this one end to end. So without further ado, episode 210, Drew Champlin. Yeah, so Drew Champlin, everybody. Uh, so we like to get started just seeing how you got here, like where your story starts. It can be as early as middle school, college, wherever you want to start. But where where does Drew's story start? All right, so... Um, it would be like uh, it would be definitely disingenuous to just start it with like day one uh, at jujitsu. Right, right. Um, so and I know we'll get into like how I got into jujitsu. So I'll kind of set the stage for that, I guess. Cool. Um, you know, basically, like, I'm, I'm not going to go as far back as like childhood. I'm thirty. Yeah. I'm so it's for time reference. Yeah. So it's 2023. I'm 36 years old right now, and I've been doing jujitsu for a little over 10 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I guess probably pushing on 11. And um, so I would have started in my mid 20s, mm-hmm. right? So my early 20s and like late teenage years uh, were just an absolute train wreck disaster. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, at the gym would probably already know this, um, but it's not something that I'm like constantly broadcasting. Um, but, you know, pre jujitsu, like uh, early 20s, like I was actually like terribly, terribly addicted to drugs um yeah so uh i had like a terrible substance abuse problem you know that began like in high school and just progressed 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 Mm -hmm. and then you know finally in my early 20s you know i hit a i hit a wall with it and i sort of uh got to restart my life Mm -hmm. and that is sort of like you know it ultimately like leads into me going into jujitsu at you know age 25 yeah um so you know how specific you know, we want to get with uh, it's up to you, man. jiu-jitsu life. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, we know, go where you go. Yeah, I mean, I could do like a whole podcast on like, you know, those those few years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was, it was really bad, yeah. you know, like to the point where I had destroyed every relationship in my life mm-hmm. with my family. You know, I had a very, I mean, like I wouldn't even, you know, I had friends, but, you know, like they were just as, as screwed up as I was. Sure. And, and a lot of them probably still are. Um, and... You know, fortunately, I, uh, you know, I made it out. Um, and when I kind of got clean, you know, it was like, okay, like, well, well, now what the hell do I do with myself? Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the um, first, you know, first thing I really got into, I guess, would just be fitness in general. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad is a uh, physical therapist and athletic trainer. And so I always grew up in a house that had like, you know, like a squat rack in the garage mm-hmm. and dumbbells and, you know, exercise bands everywhere. And he was always, you know, training these athletes and so on. Um, and I, I played sports as a kid and all that. Yeah. But I never really got into, you know, lifting weights and, you know, just, you know, trying to be fit for the sake of being fit. Um, and it just, you know, something that uh, just seemed like a good idea. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, when I, when I was 23 years old, you know, I'd gotten recently clean, gotten back into, uh, got accepted back into college after bombing out terribly the first time. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of free time. And um, my dad 
gave me a, a gym membership for Christmas. Nice. And it was a gift that Good gift. it was a gift that kept going for years and years and years until he yeah. eventually made me transfer it to my credit card, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was funny. My dad gave me like this gym membership for Christmas, and uh, at the time I'm like 120 pounds of like in like skinny fat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I just. I mean, just so incredibly out of shape. Like I was smoking like a pack and a half of cigarettes a day oh, at this point. Like I was a complete, yeah. complete disaster. And uh, so my dad gets me this gym membership. Uh, we go into the gym and he takes me through like one workout and then it's kind of like, all right, you're on your own. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not gonna be, yeah, your, yeah. here's the membership, but I'm not gonna be your personal Baptized trainer. By fire. So like I literally started with like, okay, I guess I know how to do like a bicep curl and start a treadmill. And, uh, and that's about it, yeah. you know, and, f- you know, fast forward to now I own a gym and I have a degree in exercise science. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, Fuck I figured yeah, it out. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so basically, um, I got really into weightlifting and in like, like probably a year and a half span, I went from like 120 pounds to like 180 pounds mm. and uh, teach me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Show me just, your ways. <laughs> eat everything. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> You know, uh, and the other thing that happened during this time was I kind of got into um, just watching MMA, just mm-hmm. watching UFC. Um, I, you know, like when I had gotten clean, you know, it was like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do on like a Friday or a Saturday night? Yeah. Um, and so I just started going out to fight night with a group of guys. And, you know, like there was a probably a year span where I didn't miss like a single event. Yeah. And you know, just after watching it on TV enough and, you know, lifting weights enough and, you know, you know, starting to inflate my ego a little bit, I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to try this shit. And, yeah. You know, I ended up in a martial arts gym. The story behind that's kind of funny. The first time I got into martial arts, I, I ran into one of my friends and he had a black eye and I was mm-hmm. like, dude, where'd you get that? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, well, I was, I was, I was sparring and, you know, I got punched in the eye and, yeah. you know, I'm like, can I come? Yeah. And, and that's literally what launched it. Yeah. So, so you started with uh, like all the things, all the mixed martial arts and yeah. So my first brush um, with martial arts, um, actually, and I don't even really count this in my jujitsu experience, mm-hmm. um, was with this small group of people, and they did like kind of a mix of different martial arts. Like some days the the guy would be teaching grappling, other days the guy would be teaching some like traditional kung fu shit mm-hmm. and then other days he might be teaching um you know kickboxing oh, nice. so it was like it, it was a mix of everything and I, I stuck with that group for about nine months and then kind of you know for one reason or another just stopped training with them yeah and then a few months later i would have ended up walking into a in, into a jiu-jitsu gym and really an mma gym yeah um and so initially yeah i did do kickboxing jiu-jitsu um, I would take MMA classes. I didn't think I was gonna like get into a cage and fight, but I, I wanted mm-hmm. to learn everything. Sure. And then eventually I realized like, okay, I'm I could be good at jujitsu, but I'm probably always gonna suck at kickboxing. It's just yeah. I don't have the DNA, I don't have the DNA of yeah. a kickboxer. Yeah, because they're so, long. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's you know I wasn't like old like I was in my you know mid twenties, but I do think that if if you're gonna be like a for real striker, mm-hmm. it's you should start as like a child probably oh, wow. like i mean obviously there's we could find a ton of exceptions to that sure but i just you know it was like okay i'm short compact i don't like getting punched in the nose you know this, that? Like, yeah. so i'm just yeah just go all out into grappling yeah i've gotten a lot of things fixed 
So I'm like, jujitsu is nice because, like, yeah, you can still like bust your nose, but it's not as likely as getting punched in the face. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, I'm on the way to fixing everything from all the sports and damage I've done, so I'm done. Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, man, I appreciate you sharing that story because, like, Tim and I's whole premise of the show, we want to help people who are stuck, yeah. wh- whatever that is. Like, we yeah. just hated our jobs. You know, but yeah, yeah. Whether you hate yeah, your yeah, job yeah, or you hate yeah. your life, <laughs> yeah. But but that's a lot of uh, a lot of power behind that story because yeah. yeah. I hope there's someone listening who is in that deep of a rut. Yeah, who's like, fuck, dude, am I like, am I done? Is is this? Is there a way out? Yeah, and it's like there is. It's just and one thing I've I've realized um, at the gym is that like I meet a lot of you know I meet all these people who sign up and mm-hmm. you know they. Some of them, you know, there's guys at the gym who I know very, very little about their personal lives. Sure. And there's guys at the gym who within like two weeks, I feel like I, I know I could mm-hmm. write their autobiography, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I realize there's a lot of people with like, you know, who are in the same place that I was. Mm. And then, you know, somehow they, you know, they make it out or they survive and then they want to turn it around. And, you know, somehow they end up, you know, walking through the door. And um, so that's why I said at the beginning, I think it'd be disingenuous for me to like not bring that up. For sure. Right. Yeah. And it's a little like uncomfortable to bring up because it's like, yeah. it's so far in the past, mm-hmm. you know, that it, it's like, I almost just want to be like, ah, like that, that didn't be happen. Done with like it. I yeah. joke, like, yeah, my life like started at like age 24, 23, yeah. right? Yeah. But, yeah. but that's not the truth. Yeah. And you mentioned like when you first started working out, you said you went from 120 to 180. You built yeah. muscle. You got stronger. You, you built relationships. Is there anything else about working out that like really improved the way you feel, or like did you get any other benefits from 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 starting that that, that really yeah. kept you in it? Oh well, so I mean, like a- anybody who's consistently trained, whether whether it's martial arts or whether it's just working out, whether you you know you've been a runner for a long period of time, mm-hmm. like everybody knows that feeling where you're just like the pump, the sweat, mm-hmm. like the, you know, the burn in your chest yeah. and your legs. It's just, you know, I've been, obviously I have like a addictive type of personality yeah. and it just fits so perfectly, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, I wanted to, I mean, I wanted, it was the only thing I wanted to do, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, and, and if I got sick or if I had like a, you know, if I tweaked my neck and I had to take some time off, like it was like, infuriating, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and I'm still that way. Like if I don't, yeah. if I don't leave the gym with like my hair covered in sweat, I just like, yeah. like, I'm, like I didn't get my fix. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not yeah. Content. Yeah. Um, and so it, I mean, yeah, it just filled like a, like a void more mm-hmm. or less. Yeah. yeah. My little brother just, he's in his uh, mid to high twenties and he just started working out like legit for the first time in yeah. his life. And he, he tells me about, how, how he's at work and just the thought of like thinking about the fact that he's going to do something later yeah. to, to work out it's like always something to look forward to every exactly, day and, yeah. and how that improves other areas of your life yeah. even outside of working and out it's, it's like as soon as the session's done like you're just thinking about like the next time you're gonna be yeah. in there whether it's the next day or if you got like mm-hmm. if it's a couple days away you uh-huh. know, it's just just planning for the next one yeah yeah I love that did you when you first started when you transition to mixed martial arts did you continue to also weight lift or did you just make the full yeah, transition yeah i had to definitely change um the two almost like flipped right mm-hmm. um because when i when i started i lifted weights like five or six days a week mm-hmm. you know and then i started doing um jujitsu and kickboxing and when i started that i started with like a you know like a two three day a week schedule mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, you know, like in the first few months, it's a mix of a couple of things. Like one, you know, I'd gained all this weight, but I was like really, really stiff. Right. And so like, I would very, like, I would regularly like tweak my, my neck or like back here between the scapula, mm-hmm. you know, and that was probably from lifting too much and then just sucking at jujitsu and like being, <laughs> uh, being the punching bag. For, you worked, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I pretty quickly realized like, okay, I need to change the schedule. Like I, I can't be like powerlifting coming in here fatigued every day and then wrestling, especially mm-hmm. when you're like the inexperienced guy, like it's just, you're just adding too much, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but yeah, I've, I've always stuck with lifting. So like now my, my schedule is like the inverse. Like I do jujitsu every day and then mm-hmm. I lift a couple times a week. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I've told Tim, I've had to change my lifting schedule. Like I've leaned yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. And so something's like, fuck, I got to get that, yeah. get those numbers back up. But yeah. uh, there's one day I'll do both in the same day. And that's the only time. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause that's, I'll feel it. Like one day I cramped in my hammy real bad yeah. and I felt bad. I, we were rolling. And I had to stop. I was like, oh, dude, like I can't mm-hmm. move yeah. my leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's, I try to lift like three, four days and then jujitsu three or four. Yeah. I need more Sundays. Yeah. Sundays yeah, are Sundays fun. Yeah, Sundays are the best. Yeah. Um, and I tell people that when they start, like if they're like, like a really avid weightlifter, I'm like, hey, if you're going to try to train like, you know, three times a week mm-hmm. like you're gonna have to adapt your lifting schedule yeah because it would be like adding three more lifting sessions in you right. know like like your body's just like not ready for that yeah yeah um and it's probably not the ideal way to, you know to like maximize your results anyway like for you know, sure you can't just you know overwork yourself all right right yeah um but yeah yeah i uh i don't do as many like crossfit wads yeah like maybe like two a week just to make sure i still got it like, yeah yeah you know i don't want to lose it but um, other than that, it's a lot of bodybuilding stuff, like accessory, mm-hmm. just staying strong and then feeling good. Like, I feel like you yeah, kind of made the flip of more jujitsu than, yeah. like, this is just the focus now. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, it's it's fun, man. It's addictive. Like, I have clients, she'll see, like, all my bruises on my legs yeah. and arms. Just, <laughs> I don't understand. I was like, you don't need to, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and those bruises will decrease over time. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I always get matte burn on my feet, so I get in the shower, yeah. and it's like, Ah, it stings for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Gotta, gotta get it out. Yeah. But so obviously, uh, one of my questions earlier that I was going to ask was what else jujitsu gave you, but it gave you a way out. Yeah. And, and it seems like that's, that's it for a lot of people, even if they're not that stuck. I think it helps people mentally a lot of mm-hmm. times. Like we've heard, uh, Patty the Batty, he talks yeah. about what like jujitsu helps him more in between the ears than anything yeah. else. Cause it's like you can't think of, what's going on outside while you're like fighting somebody. Yeah. Like you're going to get in big trouble. Yeah. Hurt yourself or someone else. So that's a big reason I love it. And it's just, yeah, you get that, you get that addiction to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally agreed. And there's a big aspect of it. You know, you know, like one thing I think, uh, that I immediately found with it. And, and this, this is not every, like some people, this isn't the case. Like mm-hmm. some people, guys come to the gym, they don't tell you anything about their personal life. They go home. Yep. They're not coming out to dinner afterwards. They're not yeah. coming to the team part. That's fine, right? Like, yeah. you know, that, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but I was always like a pretty social guy growing up. Um, and, you know, when I, you know, when I was trying to, I guess, find myself or whatever, and I found jujitsu, it was like, 
you know, like I pretty quickly realized like, oh, there's like this whole subculture and community here mm-hmm. and that, you know, I fit into pretty well. And I think anybody can fit into pretty well because mm-hmm. jujitsu is practiced by such a wide variety of people. Um, but definitely like if, you know, there's a lot of like if you're in your mid 20s or 30s, like there's that's the primary age range. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, like pretty quickly it was like I was like making new friends and, you yeah. know, and we were all focused on the same thing together. And, you know, we started hanging out outside of the gym and, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it, I didn't come in there looking for that, but I found that really quickly. And yeah. know, to me, that's that's one of the best parts, you know, for sure. That's why, it, you know, our gym, you know, like after every Sunday open mat, like we're walking down to like the Mexican restaurant and nice. we're hanging out for like, you know, an hour or two. Cool. Um, you know, and why I'm trying to gather people up to go to the tournaments out of town and stay together. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, it's just a, an added bonus to mm-hmm. it. And I, I think you have a, a pretty awesome community there. I've been there under under yeah. a year, but, you know, it's yeah. like people are super accepting if you keep showing up for it. Yeah. And, like, Alex, he always takes extra time to, to help out. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's pretty awesome. A lot of good people there. Yeah, thank you. But, um, so you, but you had a job before that. Yeah. And so I kind of want to get into that. What was your your nine to five your day job and then how did you kind of transition out of that because that's a big premise of our show where tim and i kind of started was all right we need to get out of out of this corporate world um where do we begin and that's kind of where the show started too so i'm interested uh in that phase of of your life too yeah so um when i got into jujitsu i was uh back in college right I had just like my first run at college like when I was like 19 to early 20s mm-hmm. failed miserably I was a uh, political science major like yeah. you know and I had no interest in political science anymore <laughs> and, um, and I realized that when I got back into school I tried to stick with my old major and I just like ended up withdrawing from like you know 70% of the classes because I was just like this just isn't yeah. isn't me sounds rough and um yeah so I got into uh you know I started studying exercise science and um you know loved that like you know immediately like you know was very interested in it my grades for the first time in my life skyrocketed and all that nice. and I had planned on like okay I want to be like a strength coach or a personal trainer but then the jujitsu just kept like you know you know year by year like becoming a bigger part of my life mm. and um i kind of you know hit a point pretty early on like i was like a blue belt which is for reference it's like the second belt right you get that mm. you know a year and a half to to two years in maybe i was like a blue belt and like i already knew that i wanted to have my own gym someday you know wow. i wasn't going around telling everybody it you know quite yet because yeah. it, it would have sounded like ridiculous like <laughs> you know and, and i people tell me that oh, i want to do this someday i'm like yeah you know, but then I remember, hey, that was me, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, but you can't open a gym at Blue Belt, right? You gotta, you gotta, you got years and years more development to do. So, sure. um, I landed a job, like, right when I got out of college, um, and basically it was a desk job, uh, working for a manufacturing company in their IT department. And the way I landed it was kind of random. I, I worked there part-time when I was in college, uh, just doing, like, a really mindless like mm-hmm. button pushing job mm-hmm. and then um like upon graduation they offered me kind of like like a, a solid position you know not making like a ton of money but definitely making enough yeah and it had a schedule with it that was flexible enough that i could still train every day but i had to sit in a cubicle for 
I don't know, like si- at least six years, seven years. Yeah. You know? oh. um, yeah. But, uh, but it was fun. Even, you know, as much as that kind of sucked, like the main thing was like, this isn't a job that, you know, you have to work 80 hours a week at like right. it's 40 mm-hmm. hours a week. And then with the other 40, I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to focus all that other time and energy on jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was, you know, the positive of it. Yeah. So how far into that job did you start like planning out like on paper your, your gym? Yeah. So specifics, it would have been pretty far in, um, okay. but I started coaching jujitsu part time like right probably right around the same time i got that job okay oh, okay. Um, yeah so like i started but when i started coaching jujitsu it was you know okay a couple of days a week and then it was like every year it seemed like i added another class to my schedule um and the last couple of years that i was at that job i was like essentially coaching full-time like five days a week oh, on, wow. on top of that job mm. and um all this happens during the pandemic as well right okay. so for you know, pre-pandemic, like tw- through 2019, I had begun to like really talk to people about like opening a gym. At this mm-hmm. point, I would have been a brown belt, and um, I'm like, okay, like the black belt's coming. Mm-hmm. I want to get this gym thing figured out, you know. And I talked to guys who would were interested in helping me finance that, and you know, helping me figure it out. And then the pandemic hit, and so all that kind of got, you know, put to the side for a bit. Yeah. Um, but um, ultimately. You know, uh, like, I, I don't really remember the timeline, but I, you yeah. know, I know the first few months of the pandemic, you're like, shit, like, is jujitsu even going to exist anymore? <laughs> and then, like, you know, six months in, it was kind of like, oh, okay, like, this isn't going anywhere. Like, like, we can still, we can still, you know, we can still do this. And um, so, you know, by that point, I would have been saving money specifically for yeah. this. You know, I didn't know quite, you know, how much money I needed, but, um, you know, I was, I was working my day job and then I'm coaching every day, you know, and just saving, saving, saving. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think what, what, what really pushed it was, uh, at the very end of 2020, my girlfriend and I moved to, uh, the North side of Indianapolis, um, about a half a mile from where the gym is now. Right. And when we moved and bought that house, it was kind of like, all right, so this is where we're, this is our house. We're not, we're not going anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. like we love this neighborhood. You know, so now I'm finally geographically in a place where I can open a gym, yeah. right? Because before that, we lived on like the southwest side, and I knew I wasn't going to open a gym down there, and that we wouldn't be there, you know, permanently long term. So the big thing was like, okay, first we got to relocate. Once we relocate, now I can get serious about the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it kind of played out like that. Cool. Um, actually, I signed the lease on the gym like literally one year to the day after we moved into the house. Oh wow! And it just kind of worked nice. out like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, the longer time went on, like the more some people kind of helped nudge me to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like because uh, it, it was something that I'd been talking about for years to anybody who was in my close circle, um, and it, you know, things just sort of lined up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when how when you moved to your new house, had you already scouted that location? No, no, no. Uh, it's a great story. We were, um, we had moved to the house, and I mean, I knew that shopping plaza was there, and I'd probably thought of it. Okay, um, but at the time, everything was occupied. Yeah. And then one night in like June, we were 
at La Hacienda, right? The Mexican restaurant that's in the plaza and they have like outdoor seating that looks right towards where the gym is. And I, you know, I'm just sitting on the deck and I look across the parking lot and I just see like the, the for lease sign on the place. Okay. And I'm the at this point, sign. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like two margaritas deep and I like literally say to my girlfriend, I'm Is like, it the margaritas? Yeah. Let's have one more. Yeah, Justin. I, I literally, I say to my girlfriend, I'm like, wouldn't it be crazy if I had a gym like right there? And then uh, we pulled up and I, you know, walked up and I peeked through the windows are really tinted. Yeah. So it's hard to see inside, but I peeked through and I was like, man, that, that like actually might, might be a feasible location. Yeah. And, um, I texted uh, Sasha, one of the guys at the gym, who um, Al, the, okay. e- the Eagle. Yeah. Uh, so I texted him right because he, so because he, you know, he uh, does some commercial real estate on the side. Okay. And so I texted him and told him about the place, and he just, um, you know, messaged the landlord or, or the real estate oh, agent, wow. whoever, and we walked through it. And um, even when we when we walked, when we first walked in, I was just thinking. Like, ah, like there's no way like the first place we look at is going to be the one, right, like, right. you know, there's going to be, it's either going to be too expensive or too big or too small. Something's going to be fucked up. Mm. And, um, but now it ended up being, that was the one. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that we didn't look elsewhere. Like, cause after we saw that place, I remember feeling like I was really fired up. Like, oh my God, this could work, but we need to like do some homework in comparison. Sure. And, you know, we looked at a bunch of other options and that ended up being the, the clear best choice so, damn yeah. that's awesome does that mexican restaurant know like how big of a role they play in that gym <laughs> you know you got, like, a, you got your own table yeah, by now yeah <laughs> like you know it's it's funny because like the waiters like they definitely they definitely like know who we are but mm-hmm. i don't know if they know what we're doing over there mm-hmm. and i've tried to recruit their kids you know like they're okay. like yeah. you, know, you know like the waitress is like you know 10 year old son will be hanging out at the restaurant yeah and like i've like slipped them business cards and i'm like pointing at the building and um so far hey so you kids far, like no violence good. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so far s- no good yeah did uh i want to go back to the when you're doing the coaching while, while you're working the job yeah did you have to do you have to be at a certain belt level to be a coach or do you I mean, like cert- have to no, but you have to be certified um, in some type of way to coach, or no, how does how how do you become a coach if you're in jujitsu and want to teach people? Yeah, so okay, as time goes on, mm-hmm. it seems like the more I mean, like at this point to open a gym and not be a black belt it wouldn't be impossible, but it would be it'd be a harder thing to do, right? Because okay. like all these all these gyms now are owned by black belts. But when I started jujitsu, like my first coaches were purple belts, mm-hmm. right? And then I ended up going and you know finding a black belt to train under mm-hmm. um but so in jiu-jitsu it's not unheard of for mm-hmm. like purple belts and brown belts to be coaches um i started coaching i think like the month before i got my purple belt okay um so you know i was coaching but i didn't like own the gym understood right? you know yeah. and i was coaching a really small group of people for a long time okay. um you know it wasn't until i I mean, I'm talking my the classes I was working with might be four people to eight people. I remember if we had ten, it was like holy shit, we got ten people. Yeah, right. Um, it was it's a harder program to sell. You know, like if you're shopping for like, all right, what gym am I going to go to? Like, you're going to go with the black belt or the purple belt. You know, even if the purple belt was like really really good and a better uh-huh. teacher than the black belt, if you're just glancing at that on Google, like you're probably not gonna. Yeah. You're not gonna see the difference in that. You're just gonna. You're like, well, I'm going to go with the black belt. Sure, um, sure. So, 
yeah i mean there's there's no like official like certification okay. it was more you know it's actually the first time i got asked if i wanted to coach jujitsu um i was maybe a year into my blue belt and mm-hmm. i got offered to coach like you know a couple nights a week and i turned it down because i just i was like i don't think i know enough jujitsu mm-hmm. like i i was like i know i want to coach jujitsu i just don't think i'm ready to do it yet gotcha and so i actually turned it down and then it was about a year later that i ended up accepting that same it was funny i turned it down some other guy took it and then that guy did it for about a year and then he it was too much for him so he walked away and then they asked me again and i went and i talked to my coach and he was more or less like you know, like look you still have a lot to learn but to these day one people like you you know you might as well be a black belt to them right yeah, like, yeah. you know he's like so as long as you keep learning you know the coaching at that point this point will probably be good for you yeah, yeah. you know and, and it was like i think it, it when i started coaching it accelerated my improvement a lot yeah that makes sense yeah because yeah, like even though like the concepts you were teaching you already knew i'm sure there's different knowledge banks that you opened up within yourself yeah. by just teaching other people how to do it oh, too. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's still, you know, like, I mean, that's like, uh, I don't know where my, my jujitsu would be at if I, you know, if I didn't coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still have these moments that it's like, while I'm trying to explain something to a, a white belt where like, they're not getting it and I'm, God, why are they not getting it? And yeah. then finally, like, <laughs> finally, I realize, like, Dumbass. oh, like, finally, I, I realize, or somebody else would point out to me, like, uh, well, you know, when you do this, you're doing this thing, but you're not telling them to do it, like, because I don't even yeah. realize I'm, I'm doing it. I'm just, it's just like, programmed to move a certain way, yeah. Like, yeah. just through practice. Um, so it's amazing, like, how many details of things I pick up while I'm coaching. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And were you coaching all levels when you first started? I mean, yeah, but yeah. they were all lower level than me i mean like you know like oh, gotcha. been like white belts and blue belts okay you know? cool, cool um but it was adults you know yeah. a lot of people i think the first coaching opportunities they get are going to be with kids because yeah. um jiu-jitsu coaches are always desperate for help with kids classes huh. and i fall into that i'm desperate for help with kids classes so, yeah. so, well, why is that uh, the, uh, uh, well they need a lot of supervision right okay. so in adult class i can say here's the move go drill it and then yeah, you guys okay. will start drilling the move and i'll just walk around and watch yeah for the kids' classes, like for little kids, if I say, here's the move, go drill it, they'll just start like fighting and wrestling. <laughs> and running. You have to like, you have to like, you know, okay, he did, you did your rep. Okay, now you, you have to do yours. They yeah. won't just like drill back and forth. Yeah. Older kids, like 10 year olds, 11 year olds, they will drill back and forth, mm-hmm. but they'd still need more supervision, you know, because they're going to make more mistakes because they're not. They're not listening to you when you're, I mean, it's, yeah. it's such a weird experience when you're like showing the move to the class and then you look at them and you know, like only a third of this class is even listening to me, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> but here I am, but here I am talking, like none of these people are paying any attention, <laughs> right? So, um, so for that reason, you always want help with the kids' classes. Um, for me, I started coaching adults just because that was the opportunity that fell in my lap hmm. and I ended up starting to teach kids, um, maybe like a year and a half after I started teaching adults, I actually went to my coach and asked if he wanted help with his kids' classes because, but by this point, I already know I want to open my own gym and I don't know how to teach kids. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I need to learn to teach kids. The only way I'm going to learn that is to do it. Um, and he was happy to, you know, happy to have the help, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, working with kids is different. I've done rehab with like six, seven, eight year old kids. Oh wow! And it's just like doing something with like breath work, and their parents are there watching yeah. too, like little gymnasts and, and things like that. Yeah. And it's just I can't. You probably find the same. I can't speak to them or cue them the same as I will an adult. Yeah. And they just they don't know their body. Like their body awareness is. Yeah. They just don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they can do anything I ask them to do. They yeah. just don't. They yeah. can't put it together. So it's it's like extra work, but it makes me think. Uh, how else can I say this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's the magic is in cueing from weightlifting to mm-hmm. whatever sports coaching. Yeah. Um, if you can cue someone to make them, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and that that made me better at that job. Yeah. Like, okay, I can rehab people different. This makes this is a whole lot simpler than what I have been explain, explaining even to adults. Yeah. Like Tim and I have read uh, you know if, What was that? Oh, carry on. Okay. <laughs> um we on a conference call. Yeah. Uh where it's make it so simple like a second or third grader can understand it. Mm-hmm. And even for yeah, adults, I gotta break it down. I'm like, dude, I have no idea what this means. So when I work with kids, it makes me simplify and I can Yeah. Do that with everybody. Yeah, definitely. And there's times where I figure, you know, like like it'll be a move that I I know very well that I do, you know, all the time when I'm doing jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I decide, you know, I teach it to adults and then I go and I'll teach it to kids. And there's times I realize like, oh man, like like the kids picked this up really well because I changed the cues and I, mm. I just approached it a little, like tried to just simplify things. Yeah. And then I'm actually like, okay, I'm going to take the way I just taught it to these kids and that's the way I'm going to teach it to the adults the next time. Yeah. And a lot of times it ends up at better results. Mm. You yeah, know? for sure. Like jujitsu would be a lot easier if everybody had taken like college level anatomy, but you know, yeah. very few people in that room have. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. you got to be creative with the cues. Yeah. Yeah. For the people who aren't familiar with jiu-jitsu, how does the belt progression work? Um, so for adults, it's white, blue, purple, brown, black. Okay. And um, the time at each belt, like, it just varies wildly. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like, I think if you Googled, like, how long does it take to get a jiu-jitsu black belt, like, you probably get answers, like, 10 years, 12 years. Yeah. You know, um, but it, it just varies wildly depending on the individual. Right. And so how does one progress from one one level to the next so um i mean there's just no like there's n- okay so I, this actually isn't true for all gyms but in general it's not a martial art where people are like testing for belts right okay. so it tends to be a mix of just time right like mm-hmm. how long have you been training and then how often do you train mm-hmm. and then how well do you train and then you know like what kind of a person in the gym are you obviously mm-hmm. like you know are you a good teammate do you you know do you are you helping to teach people? You know, I mean, Colin can attest to it. Probably half the, at least probably more than half the things Colin learns in the gym, he probably picks up from somebody other than me, right? Sure. I might be teaching the lesson, but when then when it comes to training, you know, and sparring, you know, you're you're constantly learning from other people. I love people, that. Right? Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, you know, and then there's other things like competition results, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but that only applies to the people who compete. Okay. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so there's a bunch of factors like for me like uh time is an important one mm-hmm. like you have to you have to hold each belt i think for at least a certain minimum of time right but if you train once a week you know 
versus a guy who trains three times a week. It's yeah. like, well, the guy who trains three times a week is probably going to, and probably rightfully should be progressing faster to that next one, right? Mm -hmm. Like me, I never want to give somebody a belt if I don't think that they couldn't walk into a, any gym in the country or the world and go and spar with a, a guy of that same belt, that same age, you know, same relative physicality. And like not be able to hold it down, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. and you don't, God, you don't want that either, right? The last thing you yeah. want is like the, the like imposter syndrome of like, oh, like I have this, I have this belt, but like, yeah, should I, I be this yeah, belt? Yeah, but like I, like it ran over, right? Yeah. <laughs> and not, not, not that people have that anyway, right? Like, yeah. you know, you're gonna, people are gonna feel that, regardless, right? But, mm. um, you know, you, that should just be in your head, right? You don't want that to be real, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the kids have a different belt system. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that kind of separates jujitsu from like karate or taekwondo where, you know, you have like junior black belt, nine year olds, you know. Um, and so in jujitsu, the adult belt system starts at like age 16 and then the kids have their own, their own set of colors and there is no, there is no youth black belt. Okay. Um, and, you know, the kids actually have more belts because, you know, it's, it does a good like incentive you know, mm -hmm. to, that way you can be regularly promoting them. You know, you don't like with the adult belts, it might take a couple years to get, I mean, more. Like, I know guys who've been blue belts for like six years, right? Yeah. You're not going to do that to a kid, right? The, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so it's a little different. Yeah. But, yeah. but then the kids' belts are getting, as, it, as the game evolves and kids keep developing more skill, like that's getting tricky because, you know, you're in this position where it's like, okay, I, I like this kid. They they give a good effort. I mm -hmm. want to promote them, but I also know like the level that kids are at at these belts. And yeah. I'm like, you, like if you give that kid the belt and then they get just demolished, you know, by somebody of a lesser rank, even it's like that's just not doing them any favors. Right. You know. Yeah. So, that's tricky. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, you take your medicine sometimes too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I, I remember one time I was rolling with some guys, and one was like, "Don't let him take that." Like, just messing. Around. I was like, "I have to take this." Yeah, like, yeah. we're back in here. I got to take this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but so you said you're you're needing help with coaching kids. Uh, what kind of scaling plans do you have? Like, future of the business. You know, um, what's your your goals and metrics before you expand? Um, you know, I I don't know, like. Part of me is like, I don't know what I want. Like, what's going to like, hmm. what, what do I want to do? Like, what's going to make me happy? Yeah. I don't I don't want to grow this into something that I end up hating because it becomes like just overwhelming. And then I right, feel right. like I'm at a job, right? Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I do want to continue growing. So yeah. like, I, I, I don't know, right? I don't know if it's like a bigger location or a second location or if it's just like, hey, let's just max this one out and enjoy it. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. like that's what I'm trying to figure out now because we haven't maxed this one out yet. So yeah. I'm not really, I'm not really at that point. Okay. I mean, currently, you know, with kids, it's you know, every few kids you add, you just need to get another assistant coach just for supervision, right? Gotcha. For adults, you know, like it's a thing where once the room starts to get too crowded. You know, okay, maybe we need to find some extra times to add class sessions. Okay. And I still have some room to do that with the schedule, right? But eventually, you know, I mean, if you keep growing, eventually you run out of options there as well. Yeah. Um, but we're not at that point yet. Gotcha. So, like, first it'll be optimize the, the current location, the current schedule, and then it'll be, okay, 
do I want a bigger location? Do I mm-hmm. want a second location? The thing about a second location is you can't be at two places at once. So right. I'm kind of like, I don't really like the idea of that. Maybe someday, right? But at this point in my life, you know, that's not what I want to do. Right? Yeah. And I, yeah. I do this because it's like, I just want to do jujitsu all the time. Yeah. You know, I, I'm at the gym seven days a week and I pretty much train every day because if I wasn't there, I would just be thinking about being there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in 10 years, maybe my focus shifts and I'm like, okay, I can't, you know, train seven days a week. So I, maybe I'll have more time to focus on, you know, just growing the business and expansion. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll kind mm-hmm. of, we're waiting through that now. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to start hating it. Yeah. Because, like, you love it so much. Yeah. You're there all the right. time. You live there. So. Yeah. 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 Definitely. What was the biggest surprise going from a coach to a business owner? Is there anything that, like, surprised you, whether it was positive or, or negative? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, it's... Like obviously, there's a there's a ton of positives to it because mm-hmm. you know before like I was I was doing almost as much jujitsu when I had my full time job as I'm doing now. Obviously, not not quite as much, but yeah. it wasn't like too far off. So you know the advantage now is like I'm not sitting in that cubicle hunched over. Um, you know, like I'm not forced to wake up at the set time for work every day. Right. So like I have more, you know, free time now mm-hmm. to yeah. just sort of do what I want to do and you know like can be on like a better sleep schedule right you know yeah. and i can it's easier to fit in like the weight training sessions mm-hmm. um you know like i i definitely eat better yeah. you know yeah. now that i'm not you know before it was like you know i'm waking up early going to teach jujitsu and then i'm going to an office like i'm not gonna like pack myself a healthy lunch mm-hmm. i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna hit a drive through you yeah. know because 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 screw it it's easy right so like yeah. I, there's advantages to like uh, my my new lifestyle where like you know like I can take a little better care of myself mm-hmm. um, I mean but, but I, I don't know that that really fits the question so that makes like, sense it's one of those things where like when you work for someone else like obviously like you make the decision to go to work but like yeah. a lot of your decisions seem to be like already made for you because you have a set schedule but when you go into business for yourself like you're responsible for every hour of your day now yeah. and that's a huge shift like yeah. and, and you have to be the one that sets the tone for the day yeah. like you you create your day every yeah. day so yeah. that was the biggest thing like, for me and this is like a bat, the battle with like how do I want to scale and grow this because it's like well yeah. like the more you do like this more responsibility yeah that's that's true. True. and I'm like kind of like do I want to work hard right yeah yeah you got it pretty smart same, right now yeah, I yeah. have the same thoughts man like yeah. I mean do I do I expand or not or like yeah. do I like the way things are now like does does this I mean you always got to ask yourself yeah. whether you're working for someone else or you're working for yourself, like, what do you want your ideal day to look like? Yeah. Like, that's what, I think, starting with that yeah, question is the for most sure. important yeah. thing. Yeah, but there's, don't get me wrong, like, my ideal, like, my my days, like, I'm not in the cubicle, mm-hmm. but my days are, comp- I mean, I, I mean, and you guys would know if you're in business for yourself. Yeah. It's, you know, it is never not on my mind, right? Um, except maybe when I'm, like, actually actively training jiu-jitsu. Sure. That's when yeah. I don't have to worry about, like, I got to follow up with these leads and I got to make this change to, you know, somebody's membership or I got to figure out what I'm going to post on social media, Mm -hmm. you know, and then uh, cleaning, like, 
Jesus, do I, do I spend? <laughs> you know, I spend a lot of time cleaning that place. Yeah, so and the yeah, bigger it pristine. gets, the, the friggin' dirtier it gets, right? So now yeah. it's like, like, you know, on an average Tuesday, so many people are going to trample through there tonight between, like, the two kids' classes, all their parents, the mm-hmm. adult class. Yeah. You know, like, tonight I'll be at the gym late, you know, like, mopping concrete in the bathroom and all that. You know, so... You like, don't enjoy that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in some weird ways, yeah. I actually do. Like, I like... I like being there. I just like being there. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so... It's yours. Like, I used to spend hours a day in a car, hmm. and I would just chew through podcasts right like yeah. as i'm driving to work and all these different gyms and i would just i'd have all this podcast time and like me time to just be in my head and then now you know like i own the gym and i live a half a mile from it so my me time now is almost like when i'm cleaning the gym in the middle of the night gotcha. right? yeah that's fair yeah but at the same time it's like well if you scaled up and you hired some people like you couldn't you could have free time instead of you know spending <laughs> hours and hours a week mopping mm-hmm. right so i you yeah. know, i don't know yeah yeah makes sense so do you think now that you have like your ideal days would like, you say like uh you know we we're talking about what's going to make you happy and you want to do what you want with your days and not be tied to i mean you have a set schedule yeah but would you say they're they're as ideal as you want them to be right now or anything you would change about it um, no, I mean, like, I don't think I, I mean, I prefer it now. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, like, I have no complaints about, like, yeah. no regrets about this. But, no, it's not ideal yet, right? Because okay. it's like I still, you know, am battling my own bad habits of, like, staying up too late and then, like, waking up and then squandering my morning and thinking, yeah. like, man, like, I could have done something with those hours, you know? And, yeah, right. Um, and then it's a lot of... You know, because I'm a one-man show, right? So, and it's seven days a week, right? So, it is, you know, it's, it's like, double-sided. Like, on one hand, I said earlier, it's, it's the only thing I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I always want to be there. Like, I'm always thinking and excited for the next time I get to train, Yeah. right? But because I'm there so much, it's kind of like you only have, you know, like, I don't have, like, I don't have as much free time as I thought I was going to have. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a, an answer to that surprise question. Okay. I did kind of think, like... Yeah, like once I'm just full time jujitsu, like I'm just life is just gonna be so chill, you know. And it's it's not right. It's still yeah. busy, like this, and now it's like a, a business that I need to manage. Yeah, um, it's stressful, you know. And there's yeah, and um, so um, there's room for improvement in yeah. the days, you know. Yeah. But but I'm still figuring all that out. Yeah, yeah. At least it's on your own terms. Yeah. Like all this, uh, the 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 time commitment. It's it's because it's a part of something you created yeah. and built. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, my problem, I do my best work at the opposite ends of the day. Yeah. So, like, I'll be up late working, but then I like being up in the morning to work, yeah. too. So, it's, I've had to work on my sleep to get, yeah. like, that seven, eight. If I get under that, I'm I'm toast. So you got to n- supplement it with naps? Like, how do you, if you're uh, waking up early and staying up late, yeah. how do you get seven or eight hours? Well, I'll, so I, that's what I try to get, but sometimes it's, like, six. Yeah. And I just power through it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. All right, just. For sure. Get an extra coffee. Don't be a pussy. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I will lay down for like 20, 30 minutes if I cannot function. Mm-hmm. Like I think naps are a waste of time. So if I, I know, I know you're a nap guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why but I do this. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate naps. Yeah. Like I'm like, that's just, it's a waste. I didn't get anything yeah. done. So if I am at my computer and cannot work and I'm just like about to fall asleep, mm-hmm. then I'll lay down. Yeah. Other than that, it's, you know, I might get it's, 
a sugar-free Red Bull or something. Yeah, you know? it's actually, and this is gonna. There's probably like people who would hear you say this and like their heads would explode. Like, do you know what I would give to take a nap? But yeah, like the naps actually have become kind of like an issue because <laughs> so on a on a lot of days it's like I'm either training at noon, teach, mm-hmm. teaching the noon class, or I had like private lessons, or maybe I lifted weights in the morning, and then so now it's like. You know, one thirty, two in the afternoon. I eat lunch, yeah. and then I'm thinking, okay, I got to be back at the gym, you know, by five or six. Um, you know, or tonight I'll probably go back at like four thirty, right? Yeah. I got to be back at the gym this evening to teach the kids' classes, the adult classes. I have a few hours here, like, yeah. but I'm tired, right? I'm, so I'm <laughs> thinking, like, lunch, like if I don't take a nap, how am I gonna like get through these kids' classes tonight? Yeah, right. And you know, so I end up like napping a lot, and then I wake up, and I'm like, "Well, afternoon's wasted." You know, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not accomplishing anything significant today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is that is a thing I battle, and I think part of the issue is that like I'm still in the phase where like every time I go to the gym, I you know I'm not just gonna coach the class and then go play with my phone while you guys spar. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm yeah. gonna spar, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna leave you know every night exhausted and if. If I train hard at the noon classes, like it's kind of inevitable that I'm gonna be a little beat in the afternoon. For sure, right? Yeah. So, um, I think yeah. I probably need to like, you know, maybe set some boundaries with my own training <laughs> and just like force myself to do a little less, you know, to, yeah. to gain some energy at other times. Yeah. But uh, you know, it happens. I mean, you love you're addicted <laughs> to it. You love it yeah, so much. So yeah. it's like you can't just watch it and not yeah. not get in there for yeah. a few rounds. And that's, it's also a thing where I'm like, you know. Like, I know that, like, I cannot keep this schedule up mm-hmm. forever as far mm-hmm. as, like, my own training time goes. Like, sure. you know, father time, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or just maybe eventually I hit a point where I'm like, I don't want to do it like this. And, like, y- you know, I, I want to back off. Yeah. But that's just today that's not where I am. Right? Yeah. R- right now it's like I'm still young enough-ish that I can push it like this. So I'm going to because um, I feel like I'd regret it if I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, while you can. And I'm still trying to give. Like, I'm driven by like I want to get better. At, yeah. Like I'm not yeah. the end all be all of jujitsu, right? And, and I want to keep improving. And this is the the way I know how. Yeah, for sure. So, what kind of goals do you have for the for your jujitsu? Like, what are you chasing um, right now? You know, like uh, competitive results, right? Like I'm not like chasing like a a world title, right? Mm. Like I'm never gonna be like a primarily a competitor right I'm primarily a, a jiu-jitsu coach and the thing that you know I do jiu-jitsu because it's a lot of fun yeah. you know and it, it, it's just been so rewarding for my life right but um, I do you know have some goals competitively right like I you know I, I want to win more win more tournaments I want my my tournament record to improve year by year um, you know I want to become more comfortable competing you know, I've done a, a lot of competitions throughout the years, and I'm still a, a wreck before. Really? Yeah, I feel like it, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, like, you know, in the bathroom dry heaving before it. Oh, fuck. You know, like, I'm, well, like, you know, maybe yeah. not every time, but, like, yeah. there's times where I'm just, like, I, you know, I'm not comfortable yeah. in that um, environment, mm-hmm. despite having done it many, many, many times. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll ever grow to like it, but I'm, like, trying to, you mm-hmm. know. And, and uh, you know, like, I never regret I never regret competing. Sure. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Afterwards, I'm always just like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I need, to, I need yeah. to sign up for the next one. And then after I sign up, I'm like, oh, fuck, why did I, 
<laughs> done, you know, like, so, um, so like, you know, that's a, for me personally, that's a big goal right now. It's okay. just like, you know, while I'm still young enough to compete like all the time, like I want to take advantage of that yeah. and, and just get the most out of it that I can. Do your jitters die down like after your first round with someone? Yeah, like, yeah. Then are the you, you settle in? Yeah, the second match is there's it's different. Like now it's just yeah. it's fine, right? It's okay. getting it, getting that first one. And honestly, once the match starts and the referees like you know fight, I feel you know pretty clear headed, right? Yeah. Like, like I can think when I'm out there, okay. um, you know. But it's the lead up to it that I'm just uh, yeah like like. Uh, you know it's interesting like i hate doing it like mm-hmm. I, I hate the build up to it but like i know that I'll, i'm okay once i get out there so like i get yeah. excited when when they post the brackets and i compete at like nine and nine o'clock in the morning because i'm mm-hmm. like oh thank god i can just wake up and jump on the mat yeah and if i see that i'm going at like four in the afternoon i'm like i'm gonna just be riddled with anxiety all day right you know? Damn, so it's yeah like <laughs> that's a good point yeah 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 i don't know i like I've not competed jujitsu yet. I'm gonna do Fuji this Sweet. year. Sweet. Yeah, so I'm yeah. sure I'll be pretty nervous. Yeah. But whenever I would do like CrossFit competitions, like I, I don't know, I welcome it. I'm like, let's yeah. let's go to fucking war. Yeah. Like let me try yes. to make someone lose. I don't know. I'm super competitive yeah. and that's why I need stuff like this to Tim and I have talked like he's he's ranking up in pickleball. He's a pickleball not champion fine. actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you you won gold medal. Dude, I'll tell you, you I'll tell champion. you what though. It counts. I, it counts. Yeah, yeah, right. I had those similar feelings though. Even though like I have put in countless hours of preparation, I've done what I've needed to get to this point. Yeah. There there's always nervousness. I think nervousness like I mean, it's it's, good. it's it's a sign that you care about yeah. it a lot. You you want the outcome to be good. Yeah. Um and I think it's there's things that you can do to overcome it, but I think there's a small part of nervousness that helps you kick up a gear and lock in a little bit like more. Yeah. So, yeah. But and it, it feels good to like feel nervous again too like yeah. like doing tournaments like when i was younger and i played basketball golf whatever um i would always get nervous for those tournaments and now that i'm doing competitions again after all this time uh i just i feel like a kid again when i get nervous yeah, i don't yeah. know <laughs> it's cool <laughs> yeah but yeah i guess it's like comfortability thing too like i'm comfortable with weights so mm-hmm. i just know i'll go through more pain than someone else yeah but like you just I'm definitely gonna be nervous yeah because I, I want to do jiu- well want to wrap the gym yeah. you know like with jujitsu it's a thing where like you're just like man I don't want to get embarrassed and get my ass kicked yeah right? it's head like, to head exactly yeah, head-to-head yeah competition. like and like I don't want to have to like tap out in front of everybody right like right, that's yeah. I think whether people want to admit it or not like I'm pretty sure everybody's thinking that you yeah know? yeah um like I don't I don't want to go out there and have a shit performance and then people see it and mm-hmm. be like well I that guy owns a gym, right? Like people pay that guy, you know, right, like, right, yeah. like that's what I don't want. Right. Um, but I think, I think everybody probably feels that to some level. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, and from my experience has been like losses are, you just got to get over them mm-hmm. and winning is awesome. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like that's the, <laughs> yeah. the thing. Like as much yeah. as I hate the build up and the nerves, like I know like, man, if I win, like I'm going to be like, it's going to make my fucking day. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's kind of like, I, you know like ultimately i think i'm doing it because i i know it makes you better at jujitsu that's right it's there's no feedback like the feedback you're going to get in competition if you make a mistake in there you know you're going to address it right whereas if you make a mistake in the gym you might not even freaking notice it yeah yeah so but the the just the feeling of winning and Mm -hmm. just it's just the accomplishment um you know yeah that's a big driving force Yeah. yeah 
Definitely. Um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. What would you, because we like to ask people that have transitioned from full-time to working for themselves, uh, any advice that you would give to someone or biggest point if someone has, I have this business idea, but I work this full-time, I don't know how to go from A to B, even a starting point. Yeah. Like where, where did you kind of start that transition of you knew you wanted a gym, you had this nine to five, you were kind of saving to invest into it. Where would you tell someone to begin if they're serious about doing that? Yeah. Specifically for jujitsu? Or, or just, just like in just general? In general, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's obviously going to depend greatly on like the business, right? Mm-hmm. But I think anything you want to go into, there's going to be groundwork that needs to be laid. You know, and there's going to be skills you need to develop and you just got to, you got to just suck it up. And even if, like, even if you have to work like a busy full-time job, mm-hmm. like you've got to find time to develop all those skills and necessary tools, right? Like, yeah. you know, like if I had just been training jujitsu for fun and saving my money and then when I hit like, okay, I got my money now, yeah, let's start the gym but I hadn't taught all those years, like this whole thing would be a freaking disaster. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like day, day one, when I opened my gym, I had students, right? Like I had not a lot of them, not enough to cover the rent. Right. Yeah. But I had like 15 people okay. day one. Right. I wouldn't have built those people up had I not been coaching for years. Mm-hmm. Right. For shit, you know, for shitty money. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when I, yeah. you know, my years of coaching jujitsu, like it was like enough money to justify I mean, I don't even know if it was enough money to justify the time, right? Like, you know, there's <laughs> enough money to justify the drive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my last year coaching jujitsu be- before I opened the gym, I landed a pretty good coaching position where I was really able to, and that really helped me accelerate my, my okay. saving, right? But up until that point, I coached for years just for the sole purpose of learning how to coach. Yeah. And, yeah. And getting better at jujitsu myself and trying to build up a small group that, that way when I started my gym, you know, day one, I wouldn't be the only person there. Mm -hmm. And I, so I think no matter what you're trying to do, like there's, you know, whether it's like you need to learn some technical skills, like there's some things I didn't do, right? Like Mm -hmm. I, I should have taught, I should have, before I opened the gym, I should have figured out like how to build a website or something, right? You know, or I should, (laughs) like, um, those are the small details that come later on. Yeah. Yeah. Or I should have learned about taxes, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) yeah. Right. But no matter what you're doing, (laughs) no matter what you're doing, like there's for sure groundwork that you can lay that Mm -hmm. way when it's actually time to make the switch, you know, you're, you're way more prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you can't like, I heard one of my favorite, uh, grapplers i was listening to an interview of his and somebody asked him like how do you know when it's time time to quit your job and go full-time into this and he was just like if you don't love this enough to do both of them full-time for a while like it's probably not for you right Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point damn yeah it's like of course eventually you hit a point where it's like okay time to time to burn the boats yeah time to just go for it right but yeah you know you can't be you know be delusional to think you can do that like the day you get the idea for sure so yeah that's a good point yeah all the all the back-end admin stuff yeah the website tax the boring shit yeah yeah a lot of people get the llc like yeah. just you know yeah. doing those small things yeah. that, like that stuff i all that i learned on the fly when we yeah, decided to right. pull the trigger and do this right but yeah. i at least spent years on the jujitsu side where mm-hmm. like 
I already knew I could coach. Like I already, yeah. knew, I already knew people would stick around and stick with me for time for a long period of time. Like I had, mm-hmm. you know, there's guys that that the gym's been open for reference for like 16 months. Like there's students there that I've coached for like six years, right? That's awesome. So, yeah. Like I already knew that like I, you know, had done that work. Yeah. And, yeah. And then all the back end stuff, I was just like, well, we'll figure that out on the fly. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's such valuable advice for people because I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of people. They think that they need to do the admin stuff first. Like, I, oh, I need to get, I need I to get my, I need too, to get my logo yeah. design. I, I need to have yeah. all this ready. Yeah. Yeah. You said laying the groundwork. Yeah. It's funny. I, I signed my lease before I had my logo. It was, we were actually like in a crunch, like shit. Now yeah. Logo. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still wasn't even sure what I wanted to call the gym. Like, if I wanted to even use my own name. Yeah. Um, you know, but years ago, for some reason, I had all that backwards, and I, uh, I was like trying to develop the logo, and I bought like I. My web domain, you know, champ, champlinbjj.com. I've I've owned that for like five years for some reason. Oh, nice. you know, like I don't know why five years ago. Then when like, someone else I better, take I better it. buy this, you know. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, yeah, like obviously that stuff, that stuff, you know, yeah, kind of can just be done, you know, like when it's time to pull the trigger. Like there's, yeah, you know, I, I kind of realized like, oh, there's not that much groundwork I can lay on on this side of it mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. just focus on what's going to make the you know what what's going to pay off when it actually is time to do it yeah yeah that's a good point because i've um the people that i did my nutrition certification with i pay for like their mentorship and stuff yeah and the ceo said one time like i asked oh what kind of forms do you use this is a few years ago when you send like a client their plan and he's like Bro, if you're worried about how sexy it looks, you're worried about the wrong shit. He goes, I was sending it via email yeah. all the time. And it just, that small thing, and I send email most of the time. Sometimes yeah. it's text. Hey, this is what we're changing. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Is it going to work? Yeah. And so, like, I didn't have a logo or a website for, like, two years in. Yeah. I didn't have a website. And so yeah. I was like, you're crazy. I was like, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck it, I'm working. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good point of don't worry about the little aesthetic things. Mm-hmm. Get it, get it running. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's more like, like what skills are you gonna need for what you want to do? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you know, find a way to develop those. You know, even if you have a, even, yeah, even if you're busy, right? You just if you want to mm-hmm. do it that bad, you're gonna, you know, you're just gonna have to do it for sure. So has most of your growth been uh, word of mouth? Because I know you post on like social media and yeah. stuff. Do you do any Big other advertising mix. or? Big mix. Um, so I do some online advertising, like on Google. Okay. I'll run some social media ads, not a lot. Um, I'm not, I'm just like not convinced that people, like I've had people come into the gym who found it on Instagram, but that's okay. pretty rare. Gotcha. Usually, usually it's either people are Googling or people just drive by and see it, right? Yeah. You know, so it does help. It just says jujitsu in oh, huge yeah. letters. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like the 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 business model that I chose to go with was like, okay, we're going to get a pretty premium location, right? Mm-hmm. We're busy intersection. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of cars driving by every day. You know, expensive signage. You know, pylon sign. You know, and. It was like, okay, like that's going to do a lot of like the, the work as far as just making just awareness, right? Like yeah. people every day have to drive by that thing and say, oh, there's a jiu-jitsu gym there, right? And mm-hmm. so a lot of the people that come in, I always ask like, how'd you hear about the gym? And a lot of them are like, I just drove by and saw the sign, you know, and then I got on Google or people just see the sign, pull up and walk in. Yeah. Um, but then there's, 
you know, a big component of it that is like referrals, right? Yeah. Like you're, you were a referral. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what percentage of that that would be, but that's definitely a, a good chunk. And yeah. referrals are great because you already know like, oh, this is so-and-so's buddy. Well, I like so-and-so. So this would yeah. be like probably an easy transition to, you know, for sure meeting this person. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay. So I always have to wonder like, you know, like when somebody calls me, you know, inquiring about the gym, like, do they even know what this is? Right. <laughs> yeah. well, like, cause they'd be shocked how many people <laughs> have a totally different impression. Like, like that. I don't know what they think we're doing, but, yeah. they're, but they're way off. Um, <laughs> at least with, at least with a referral, I know like, okay, like, you know, you came in as a referral from Rob. I'm like, I'm sure Rob's told Colin all about this. So yeah. Colin's done his own research. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to explain to him like, what like literally what Brazilian I've have have had people call me like I'm interested in martial arts what is Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I'm yeah. like come on man like yeah. this game. Go- Google is yeah, like yeah, six yeah, letters yeah. away man. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like, get on Google go listen to you know a couple Rogan couple Jocko episodes yeah like, right and call yeah. me back right? yeah, it's all, it's <laughs> right. all Jocko talks about <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right, right right I love the, I like those guys they do a lot of the the sales pitch for me right you yeah know, like like I just got to get people in there to try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would like to see some of the faces of the people that didn't know, or just thought it was something complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. And they see like people rolling around mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah. So if someone's listening, and doesn't know it's yeah. it's ground warfare is how I tell yeah. people. Yeah. Pajama fighting. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's pillows are in the back. Everyone grab your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people I think get the impression that it is more of like a, a karate style thing, mm. right? This now this is rare. Like it's very rare that somebody walks in there and takes a trial class that has no clue. Yeah. But I have seen it happen a couple of times. Yeah. And I, I think they thought it was like a karate type of thing, or maybe we were doing like MMA. I don't know. And you can kind of see like the, you can just see it in their eyes where you're like, ah, oh, this is not going to be this person's yeah. thing, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to try to convince people otherwise. Yeah. You know, mm. That's, you're gonna love it or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's something like anybody can do it, but not not everybody mm-hmm. is going to do it. So now I've heard people like Rogan has said he thinks jujitsu is a bless, best place for someone to start if they want to get into combative sports. Yeah, um, I know you've you've that's your world, uh, but do you agree with that? Do you think it, it matters? Or just do you want to strike? Do you want to do that? How how do you weigh if do you think that's the best place for someone to start if they want to get into combat sports? I mean, I think it is just because it's the only one where, like, right away they can throw you into into sparring. You know, I mean, obviously that not for everybody. Like, mm-hmm. not everybody should start sparring in jujitsu right away. Mm-hmm. But most people are going to be okay pretty early on jumping into sparring, and you can go pretty hard, and then. You, you both get to walk away at the end of it, yeah. you know, relatively unscathed, right? You know, sure. obviously accidents happen, people get need in the eye, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's just the same's not true for other combat sports, right? Like if in boxing, it, you can't safely spar every day. Like you can't just get punched in the head every day for, you know? Right, yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, it's just like... We know too much about brain damage now, right? Like, yeah. you know, like for me, if you, um, unless you want to become like a competitive fighter, right? Like, like I almost think it's like insane to like be like, to go all in on, on striking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like not that people shouldn't know how to like throw punches and, and defend them, right? But, sure. you know, a lot of the work in like those kinds of martial arts is going to be 
um, like pads and bags and mitts and you know maybe some lighter sparring um, because that's the way it has to be like they sure. can't just tee off on each other and they, <laughs> it, would, it would just be too dangerous yeah um, whereas in jiu-jitsu we just don't have to really worry about that as much you know obviously there's you know you know there's definitely a way to, to do jiu-jitsu unsafely yeah right but we we iron that out right sure. like you that's why I when I when two day one beginners are about to match up with each other, I jump in. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> right? I'm gonna pair you with two people who know what they're doing, right? Yeah. We're gonna teach you how to do this safely yeah. and uh, smartly. Um, so I, that's why I, you know, have such a favor to jujitsu. Um, mm-hmm. When I used to do kickboxing, um, it always felt like I was working out, right? Like. I'm, I'm hitting pads. They're making me do burpees in between sets, right? Like, I'm, you know, like not as much of it is spent working with a partner, you know, like one on one, right? And in jujitsu, it's like entirely that, you know. I mean, maybe there's some solo warm ups, but other than that, everything you do is partnered up, sure. you mm-hmm. know. And I just think in other, other combat sports, it feels like, ah, uh, this is like half martial art, half half boot camp class, and yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't. I mean, some people want that, but that's not what I wanted. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. So fair enough. Yeah, because I was talking to Rob, and uh, so people listening, my buddy Rob, he patrols one of the most like dangerous areas in Indianapolis. Of course, he loves yeah. that shit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I was telling him, I was like, man, I want to get something combative, and I had another uh, cop friend of mine. He was big on Krav Maga, which is Israeli, like, hand, yeah. like, close quarter combat. And Rob was like, man, think about how many fights end up on the ground. Yeah. He's like, then what? I was like, yeah. I never thought about it that way. Because you yeah. see all these, like, street fights, dudes just trying to box each other and yeah. just swing and miss. And he's like, if someone grabs you and you get to the floor, like, if you know something and they don't, yeah. like, you can get up and get away. And so that's when he, he was like, come to the jujitsu gym and try it out. Yeah. And so I was like, that's a good point. Because he said, you can't spar Krav Maga. No. Because yeah, he, he, I, mean, I was like, what do you mean you can't? He goes, you can't elbow people. And so I, I didn't do enough research. I just knew, like, yeah, from what people yeah. told me. He's like, dude, you're using weapons and all this yeah. shit. He goes, you can't, like, practice it, really. Yeah. And so I was like, that's, that's fair. And we could have, like, a whole debate on, like, uh, on like these different different styles and but but like I think really because in jujitsu you can spar mm-hmm. right and you're you know you're going to it just makes it way more fun right yeah. like like, yeah, I, yeah. like I just I don't see like I do see the the benefit of like doing a different martial art right for mm-hmm. maybe at least a period of time to learn a few fundamentals but I just don't see how that could be like fun and enjoyable long term yeah. Um, you know like if you're like hey we're we're learning the elbow again but we can't do it to each other yeah. right like it's like well that sucks you want right? to like, like, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, yeah. you know. want to hit some shit yeah. and so and then so and because in jujitsu there is such a emphasis put on like live training mm-hmm. um you just get used to going at the, you just get used to like that intensity of like yeah. you know like if somebody's trying to take my head off you know yeah you know and um I just don't, I don't think you get that. I don't think you can safely get that with other, with a lot of other styles of fighting. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know, and I think that's where it reflect. I mean, look at jujitsu competition. I mean, you know, they have age brackets going up to like, you know, like they have geriatric 
jujitsu brackets, yeah. right? Like, like you can. I saw two grandma yeah. like black belts <laughs> on the internet. They're like 75, 80 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. past that. weekend going yeah. at it. That's yeah. what I want to be when like, I grow up. You just right there. Yeah, 75 you don't year see old black that. belt. Come yep. on, Tim. Seventy yeah, first and Benford, yeah. baby. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you don't see that in any other martial art, man. Yeah. Like it's just. You know, whether it's because it's not safe or because it's just as boring or because it's total bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, I don't like to get into like that discussion because, you know, like I just, whatever. Yeah. Like, you can listen to a lot of people argue on the internet about, about that. Um, but for me, I just think on all those, on, for all those reasons, that's why Jiu Jitsu is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, man, we covered a lot. Anything that, uh, Tim, any other questions for Drew before we, start to wrap up a little bit here you kind of answered my last question with that last discussion but i'm i'm good on my end yeah. in terms of questions yeah. drew anything that uh you want to cover before we kind of close things up here anything we haven't discussed that you want to make sure uh, you give our listeners here i'll probably think of something like on my ride home okay <laughs> <laughs> well we can do a round two yeah definitely yeah that's a nice thing yeah we can do that um so we do like to ask everyone um same question at the end, and that's how you'd like to be remembered. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go a little deep for a sec. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when it's all said and done, how, how do you want people to remember you? Yeah. Um, man, I've, you know, funny, I, I've never really, never really thought much about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, definitely, like, I want to, I would want to be remembered as somebody that, like, cared about the people in their circle, right? Yeah. And, like, uh, for me, that would be my family, my friends, and my students, right? Like, um, I, heard, I can't remember who it was that, like, years ago, but I heard them say something like, the, the biggest thing people want to know is that their coach cares, right? It's not mm-hmm. even that, like, their coach is, like, the best guy in the world. They just want to know that, like, he actually mm-hmm. gives a shit about them yeah. and their, you know, and their experience and their, you know, uh, progress. Um, you know, so, like, that's one thing that jumped out to me. Um, another thing, and that kind of ties into it is, you know, we didn't get too specific about like uh, my life pre jujitsu and like the the trans. We kind of sped through it, like in the transition into you mm-hmm. know how I got to where I am now. But through that time, there were a lot of people who, you know, kind of helped guide me through that. Whether mm-hmm. it was like uh, my old my bosses at my day job, but as much as I bitched about my day job and mm-hmm. as much as yeah. I wanted out, like I worked for some really great people, um, you know, who really you know were just absolutely essential into helping me get to where I am today um you know and I have some friends uh you know when I was coming out of that you know old you know shitty life Mm -hmm. that um you know were, were just super super supportive and you know I feel like I owe like I feel like I have a lot to pay forward um because of that you know and I uh I just hope that I'm that I'm able to do that um, yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't know that I can possibly pay like what people have done for me, but I, I think, uh, I think it's like my responsibility to try. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, how, that's how I would want to be remembered. Yeah, yeah. I, I love, love that. that. And love I would it. want to be remembered for having a vicious guard game. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's All so right. cool. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's tough to put a number on the amount of individuals that you've impacted in some way, whether it's teaching or just having conversations. So yeah. um, even yeah. up to this point, the, yeah. you know, the amount of people you've touched, that's something yeah. to be proud of. And that's so. one thing. I, that's a great thing about what I get to do now, too, is that it's like, well, I'm going to have like a, the chance to meet so many people and, yeah. and like, you know, um, and to help them, 
you know, change their lives through jujitsu or not even not everybody's mm-hmm. not everybody's coming in there looking for some dramatic life change, right? But yeah, so right. maybe they're just improving their lives, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, so I'm going to definitely have my chance to, to pay yeah. it forward. So I just want to do that. I'm sure there's plenty of people that that hour or two hours, however they're longer there that yeah. day, that might be their most peaceful time yeah. of that day. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. the, the only good part of that yeah. day. Mm-hmm. It's one of the awesome things. It's like it's a job where my customers are like happy to see me. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I'm happy to see them. Right. And that's not the case for every job. with You know, it's like, yeah. true. <laughs> you know? that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's one one of the challenges. It's like I'm kind of like, OK, regardless of what's going on, regardless if I'm tired because I didn't sleep well or I'm tired from training or mm-hmm. I'm pissed off because something, you know, on the admin end of the gym happened. Like I've got to like I've got to like uh, I've got to be high energy and I've got to kind yeah. of be like a good version of myself because it's not fair to it's not fair to my um, my students, you know, for me to just be like in a shitty mood for and, sure. Uh, bringing the class down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. They rely, they yeah, rely yeah. on you to show yeah. up. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like my old job, I could just, I could walk in there in any mood I yeah. wanted and people just kind of had to deal with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, like, uh, yeah. Uh, Drew, where can people find you? Social media. I know you had your website earlier, but rehash that. So if yeah. People so the, search you. the website is champlinbjj.com. And then on Instagram, uh, we got Champlin Jiu Jitsu, all one word. That would be the gym's page. And then Champlin BJJ, uh, all one word. That would be my personal page, Sweet. which currently is set to public. Uh, there's times I set it to private, um, yeah. namely in the lead up to competitions when I try to limit my opponents stalking me. Oh, right? Because I, oh, I didn't think about that. Well, yeah. I'm stalking them, right? So yeah. <laughs> for sure. Same, something for pickleball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I've done, I have done that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. For yeah. Sure. You gotta, you gotta um, get the intel. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's where you cool. can find it. That makes and sense. we'll we'll plug, we'll tag everything in like our right. show notes too. Awesome. But uh, yeah, man, appreciate you coming up, hanging out with us, yeah, thank um, you. taking the time. So it was awesome. a lot of fun getting to sit down and thank just chop it up. Yeah, awesome. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging. Until next time, we are out of here.